Good morning. I'm James Holman from The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202 for Wednesday, February 14th. In today's news, Democrats win another upset in a Florida special election. Donald Trump's personal lawyer admits that he paid an adult film star to keep quiet about an alleged affair with the president. And the intelligence community warns us to expect a lot more Russian meddling. But first, the big idea. A pragmatic Bernie Sanders is seeking out an immigration compromise to protect dreamers. That's how eager Democrats are to shield these young foreign-born dreamers from deportation. They're now offering to make concessions that might have been hard to imagine just a few months ago. Bernie, in an interview with me yesterday, showed his pragmatic side by saying that he'd be willing to agree to way, way more money for border security if that's what it takes. He also says he'd make other concessions. Sanders said it would be a horrible moral stain on the country if President Trump goes through with his plan to end the DACA program next month. Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer is trying to negotiate as narrow a package as possible that could get 60 votes necessary to break a filibuster. But here's the thing. Republicans, recognizing how desperate Democrats seem to make a deal, are trying to maximize their leverage. They're insisting on wholesale changes to the entire immigration system. They want to reduce legal immigration. But that's a bridge too far for Democrats. Anti-immigration hardliners are staking out this firm position because most of them aren't actually concerned about the plight of the dreamers. Frankly, they never thought these young people whose undocumented parents brought them to the United States as children should be here in the first place. They're the ones who agitated for Trump to end the program. That means they'll be perfectly fine if no bill passes. That's why Tom Cotton, a Republican from Arkansas who has emerged as the leader of this group, called Trump's proposal, quote, not an opening bid for negotiations, but the best and final offer. Trump echoed that same talking point on Twitter, calling this the last chance for action. Meanwhile, the DACA fight is also playing out in the courts. A federal judge in New York issued a preliminary injunction Tuesday night that keeps the program alive beyond the March 5th deadline Trump set so that legal challenges can play out. A federal judge in California already issued a similar injunction, and the Supreme Court's expected this week to consider whether it will take up the fight over DACA. But back in the Senate, Mitch McConnell wants to use what's being called Immigration Week as an opportunity to call show votes designed to embarrass vulnerable Democratic senators from red states. For example, the majority leader introduced a measure yesterday that would penalize so-called sanctuary cities for not cooperating with federal immigration laws. This issue tests very well in polls and focus groups. GOP insiders on the Hill tell me that McConnell at this point is mainly focused on doing whatever needs to be done to protect his majority. Democrats stuck together to block that poison pill from coming up about sanctuary cities. But the fact that the debate has quickly devolved into a fight over process offered another data point, if you needed one, of how dysfunctional the Senate has become. They can't even agree on the parameters to begin debate. Most Republicans appear to be rallying behind a proposal by Senate Judiciary Committee Chairman Chuck Grassley and six other Republican senators that fulfills Trump's four demands. In exchange for legalizing 1.8 million dreamers, he'd immediately authorize spending at least $25 billion to build a border wall, make changes to family-based legal immigration programs, and end a diversity lottery system used by immigrants from smaller countries. Schumer, the Democratic leader, said the Grassley plan unfairly targets family-based immigration and that making such broad changes to the system just to legalize the 1.8 million dreamers makes no sense. 
in a compromise bid to soften Trump's proposals and win over some Democrats, Jeff Flake, the retiring Republican senator from Arizona, unveiled a watered-down version of the GOP proposal. But as of this morning, it hasn't won support from members of either party. Counterintuitively, conservative hardliners believe that Latinos will be less likely to turn out this November if nothing happens because they'll blame Democrats for not delivering. Despite concerted efforts, though, by McConnell and Trump to drive a wedge through the Democratic caucus, there remains a remarkable degree of unity. This highlights how much the terms of the immigration debate have really shifted over the last decade. Bernie Sanders, for instance, voted against a comprehensive immigration bill in 2007, but now he's fully on board. And so are Democrats from red states like Missouri and Montana, who in the past didn't support a solution for the Dreamers. And that's the big idea. Here are three other headlines that should be on your radar. Number one, Democrats continued a streak of special election wins with a victory along the Gulf Coast of Florida on Tuesday night. Margaret Good's win is the 36th red to blue switch in a state legislative race since the 2016 election. She can thank a surge of support among women for her win. Good says the high female turnout was partly a response to Trump's botched handling of the Rob Porter controversy. The president's staff secretary was allowed to work at the White House even though the FBI had denied him a permanent security clearance due to credible accusations of spousal abuse by both of his ex-wives. For its part, the White House's muddled response continues. On Tuesday, FBI Director Chris Wray, under oath before Congress, directly contradicted the version of events that's been offered by both the White House Chief of Staff and Press Secretary. The White House claims that the investigation into Porter, who denies wrongdoing, was never completed and that they weren't aware of the extent of the allegations against him. But the version offered by Ray, who was appointed by Trump, showed that this version simply isn't true. Number two, Trump's personal lawyer claims that he paid adult film star Stormy Daniels $130,000 out of his own pocket with his own money to keep her quiet about an alleged affair she had with Trump on the eve of the 2016 election. Michael Cohen is admitting that he paid Daniels, but he's saying it was out of pocket to avoid running afoul of campaign finance laws, which would treat money from Trump or the Trump campaign as an illegal in-kind campaign expenditure. Cohen insists that neither the Trump organization nor the Trump campaign was party to the transaction and neither reimbursed him for the payment. But he's refusing to answer questions about whether or not Trump was aware of the payment and whether he made payments to other people over the years. Cohen put this out in response to inquiries from the Federal Election Commission. Number three, the nation's top intelligence chiefs each declared during a Senate hearing on Tuesday that Russia is once again attempting to undermine the elections. Director of National Intelligence Dan Coats and CIA Director Mike Pompeo, like Ray, both appointed by Trump to their jobs, say that Russia will continue to use propaganda and social media to deepen divisions and sow discord among the American people. Here's what Coates had to say at the hearing. There should be no doubt that Russia perceived that its past efforts has, as successful and views the 2018 U.S. midterm elections as a potential target for Russian influence operations. Interestingly, these gentlemen say that Trump has not directed them to do anything about it. The disconnect between Trump, who continues to resist the conclusion of every expert that the Kremlin interfered and sought to tip the 2016 election his way, and his own intelligence advisors 
has raised concerns that the U.S. government will not be able to mount an effective pushback against these ongoing influence operations. Coates said there's no agency in the government in charge of blocking Russia's continuing efforts to target the U.S. political system. And that's The Daily 202 for Wednesday, February 14th. Thanks for listening. Happy Valentine's Day. Until tomorrow, I'm James Holman.